this morning to be able to worship our Father in spirit and truth. I know we have guests here. Thank you for being here as well. And it's good to be back. I was sick last week, and I appreciate all the prayers and the cards. And I love you guys very much. It's great to be back with the saints, being able to worship with everyone on the first day of the week. I want to begin this morning by sharing a story, a story that I heard a number of years ago uh, from a preacher back in Rockford, Illinois. He was holding a meeting for us, I believe, and he shared this story, something that actually happened to him. One night he had to go out and he went out to maybe a Walgreens or a CVS or something like that to pick up something for his sick child at home. And he went out with another woman. It was not his wife, but nonetheless, he went out there to pick up something for his child. And a couple of sisters from the church happened to be out that night as well. And they saw him with this other woman. Now, they didn't know who the woman was. And so they began to share with others in the congregation, and I guess others in general, that evidently the preacher was having an affair. Now, they didn't have all the facts, they didn't have all the details. And there was a great misunderstanding. But let me ask you a question. Were those two sisters, were they guilty of gossip? Would you say yes? If you say yes, why? Why were they guilty of gossip? This morning I want to talk a little bit about the subject gossip. This is something that was actually recommended uh, in our survey that we did last year. And I'm going to continue to hopefully address different uh, suggestions and things like that that people gave Uh, in the survey that we did last year. Uh, Gossip certainly was a problem that took place in the first century. In fact, there are a number of passages, and I want to quickly read through them in the Bible, that we see warnings to avoid gossip. In 1 Timothy chapter 3, where Paul was telling Timothy the qualifications for elders and deacons and, and for their wives, he says in verse number 11, Uh, In 1 Timothy chapter 3, women must likewise be dignified, not malicious gossips, but temperate, faithful in all things. Paul would continue to talk about this idea of gossip and to avoid it in 1 Timothy chapter 5. When he gave instructions to Timothy about widows and those who would be uh, put on a roll, evidently, they were to refuse certain widows. In verse number 11 of 1 Timothy 5, Paul said, but refuse to put younger widows on the list. For when they feel sensual desires and disregard of Christ, they want to get married, thus incurring condemnation because they have set aside their previous pledge. At the same time, they also learn to be idle as they go around from house to house and not merely idle, but also gossips and busybodies talking about things not proper to mention. So we know that this was a problem in the first century. Look over in Titus chapter 2. Titus chapter 2, and Paul says uh, something very similar to Titus here in verse number 3. Titus chapter 2 Older women were to assist the younger women in verse number 3. Paul said, older women likewise are to be reverent in their behavior, not malicious gossips, nor enslaved to much wine, teaching what is good, so that they may encourage the young women to love their husbands, to love their children. What about Romans chapter 1, as Paul spoke about uh, the Gentiles and how they suppressed the truth and, and how they were involved in unrighteous behavior. In Romans chapter 1, I want you to notice what Paul says in verse number 28 and 29. Romans 1 and verse 28 and 29, Paul said, And just as they did not see fit 
to acknowledge God any longer. God gave them over to a depraved mind to do those things which are not proper, being filled with all unrighteousness, wickedness, greed, evil, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, malice. Here it is. They are gossips. This is the problem that the saints had in the first century. Uh, in Second Corinthians chapter 12, 2 Corinthians chapter 12, this was something that was warned against time and time again. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, as Paul is beginning to wrap up his, his letter to the saints in Corinth, I want you to notice what he said in verse 20 and 21. Listen to what he said here. He said, for I am afraid that perhaps when I come I may find you to be not what I wish and may be found by you to be not what you wish, that perhaps there will be strife, jealousy, angry tempers, disputes, slanders, gossip, arrogance, disturbances. I'm afraid that when I come again, my God may humiliate me before you, and I may mourn over many of those who have sinned in the past and not repented of the impurity, immorality, and sensuality which they have practiced. Those are a number of passages here that make it very clear that at times this was a problem, this was sinful in nature, and it was something that must be avoided. None of us should gossip. We all understand that. It falls into the, uh, to the category of evil and corrupt speaking. In Ephesians 4 and verse 29, if you want to write that down, we're not going to read that, but it would fall into that kind of speech. So clearly, none of us should gossip. But maybe you have questions. In times past, I have had questions when it comes to gossip. Have you ever been in a conversation and thought to yourself, I wonder if I'm gossiping right now. I wonder if that person is gossiping right now. There's some funny photos online of different things with respect to gossip. No, no, this isn't gossip. It's, it's the truth. And, you know, maybe you found yourself in a situation like that before. What about social media? Social media, is it possible for us to gossip on social media? Found this photo here, a great place to spread gossip. Gossip is something that we need to be aware of. We may not talk about it as much, but we need to be aware of gossip. So what actually falls into the category of gossip, and how do we respond, and how do we avoid it? That's what I want to talk about this morning, and I think this will help all of us to be careful with our speech. So let's first begin by talking about what is gossip, and I want to begin by giving you two definitions, one from dictionary.com and another from American Heritage uh, Dictionary. Uh, one definition of gossip is this, a statement in general circulation without confirmation or certainty of facts. And I think that's a good way to uh, particularly describe what gossip may be. A second definition is this from American Heritage Dictionary, rumor or talk of a personal, sensational, or intimate nature. A person who habitually spreads intimate or private rumors or facts. What do you think about that? You think those are good working definitions? While we can look at those, it's obviously important that we look at what the Bible has to say. So let's go back and let's consider a couple of verses here. Remember in 1 Timothy 3 and verse number 11. In 1 Timothy 3 and verse 11, some translations uh, will say gossip or slanderer or malicious gossips. And it's the idea to accuse falsely. So malicious gossips or slanderers, and that word slanderer is a powerful word. It is diablos, which means prone to slander, slanderous, accusing falsely, and which is usually translated as devil, describing Satan's operation as an adversary and accuser. So it's the idea to slink about as a tale bearer. 
It's an accusation maliciously uttered with the purpose of damaging the reputation of another person. And as a rule, it is a false charge. And it may be a truth circulated insidiously, potentially with a hostile purpose. And so that's something else for us to think about. We look at some of the other passages that we looked at here. Let me put something else on the screen. In 1 Timothy chapter 5 and verse number 13, just looking at different translations in 1 Timothy 5 and verse number 13, you'll see the word gossip or tattler, talking foolishly, meddling in other people's business, or talking nonsense. And you think about these widows, these women, uh, these women here, they were over-interested in the affairs of others. And they were certainly behaving in a way that was contrary to the will of God. So they shared information maybe in a way, maybe to make them look superior, or maybe to make others look inferior. And so what we find here is that gossip Gossip is found all throughout the scriptures. We don't have time to look back in the Old Testament, but looking at these definitions and looking at different terms that are used, this may be a great way to kind of sum up gossip. Gossip could be defined as this, speech that is designed to hurt the reputation or influence of others. It is a sharing of private information or spreading of rumors, and it is a shameful treatment of others. It is ungodly just kind of gathering up all this information, that may be a great way to kind of sum up or to kind of wrap up what is this idea of gossip. And I think having a better understanding of that will help us as we seek to be sure that we avoid gossip. We don't want any unwholesome words coming out of our mouth. And so making sure that we understand what it is will help us to go a long way. So if we understand that, then that will help us in this journey of making sure that we avoid it. So now the next question is this. How can we go about determining, and this is a question that I've often had, how do we go about determining what is gossip or am I gossiping and, and making sure that we avoid this? Well, I think there's a couple of thoughts, a couple of things I want to share with you that I think will help us out. We already understand what the term or what the word gossip means. But now let's take it one step further. And one of the big things that I think we need to always consider is what is our intent? What is our motive for what we're saying, who we're saying it to, and why we're saying it? A couple of questions that I think we can ask ourselves. The first one is this. Why am I sharing this information? Have you been in a conversation like that? Or maybe someone has just started a conversation with you and in the process, you're asking yourself, I wonder why, why are they sharing this information with me? I think that's a great place to begin. Why am I sharing this information? And then secondly, what is my intent? Am I trying to hurt someone or am I trying to help someone? Again, if you go back to that passage in 1 Timothy chapter 5 and verses 11 through 18, these women, these widows here, these younger widows, they are described as being busybodies and gossips, uh, talking about things not proper to mention. And so they were obviously engaged in speech that was not becoming. And their intent was obviously negative or bad in nature. They didn't have any business saying what they were saying. And so we need to think about why am I sharing this? Should I be sharing this? A great passage in the Old Testament is found in Proverbs chapter 11, verse number 13, when you think about this idea of gossip. In Proverbs chapter 11, verse number 13, listen to what we find here. Proverbs chapter 11, verse number 13. The Bible says, He who goes about 
as a talebearer reveals secrets, but he who is trustworthy conceals a matter. So again, asking ourselves, why am I sharing this? Does this need, is this something that needs to be shared? I think maybe a great example of this is in 3 John, and I was thinking about this text here in 3 John. Remember there was a brother in Christ who was opposing the apostles. His name was Diotrephes, and Diotrephes wanted to have the preeminence. What we find in 3 John, verses 9, 10, 11, is that John is going to warn the saints about this man and about being careful with this man. But John is not gossiping about this man. He is sharing details that needed to be shared. And because he wanted to help, obviously, the brethren and certainly even Diotrephes. And third John in verse 9, listen to what John says here. I wrote something to the church. <coughs> Excuse me. But Diotrephes, who loves to be first among them, does not accept what we say. For this reason, if I come, I will call attention to his deeds, which he does, unjustly accusing us with wicked words. And not satisfied with this, he himself does not receive the brethren either. And he forbids those who desire to do so and puts them out of the church. Beloved, do not imitate what is evil, but what is good. The one who does good is of God. The one who does evil has not seen God. So was John, was he gossiping about Diotrephes? Of course not. He wasn't gossiping about Diotrephes at all. Uh, He was certainly wanting to help these brethren, and he had to share some information about this man, and certainly they already knew some things about this man, but he had to share that information for the purpose of assisting the saints. This man was opposed to the apostles. He was opposing the apostles, and something had to be said. And so we need to ask ourselves, if we find ourselves motivated to maybe say something that is hurtful or that will particularly hinder someone or that is something that is motivated by hatred, why do we feel like we need to say these things? We should avoid those things at all costs. Ultimately, we should remain silent. Now, I want to be sure that people understand, are there any time or is there any time where we, it is okay to share some things? And the answer to that is yes. Think about that example again with diatrophies. At times, there will be, at times it is appropriate to share information, even information about another person. As a preacher, if someone confided in me that someone had been hurting a child, legally I have to report that. I can't just sit on that information. I have to report that to the, to the law enforcement. So otherwise I'm going to get in trouble and I want to help that young person. And so there are plenty of times where things are going to have to be shared. That's not gossip because my intent is not to hurt but to help. And there may be times where members, and I'm sure this has happened to you, there may be times where members need to confide in one another about a particular problem. And again, the intent is not to idly share stuff or information or to hurt someone, but rather to help. And so there may be some times, not may, there are some times where it is appropriate for us to share information. The answer to that is yes, there are plenty of times. But we also have to ask ourselves, why are we saying this and what is the intent behind it? Are we trying to hurt or are we trying to help? And so there will be plenty of times where things will need to be shared. And that helps us to see that not everything is gossip. Not everything is gossip. And yet at the same time, we need to remember those questions. 
think about this. Why am I sharing this information to this particular person? And what is my intent behind it? Am I trying to hurt this individual or am I trying to help this individual? Now, how do we overcome this? I think there are a couple of things we need to consider. And one of the biggest things I think we can consider is making sure that we, that we truly think before we speak. This is one of the hardest things. It's hard for me sometimes uh, to actually follow through with this because sometimes you can just kind of get on a roll and you can just keep on talking. And before you know it, you're thinking to yourself, man, I don't know if I should have shared all that information. Or maybe there was something inside of me that, 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 that was not good uh, with respect to why I was sharing this. We need to think before we speak. We are reminded in James chapter 3 and verse number 6 that the tongue is a fire that can defile the whole body. And so we need to be wise with our speech. In James chapter 1, we need to be quick to hear and slow to speak. We need to make sure that we think before we speak. Not only that, when we think about overcoming this, uh, we need to be willing to tell someone to stop. Man, that's hard. That is tough. Where if you find yourself in a conversation and someone you know they're going to gossip town, I mean they're traveling down there 70 miles per hour, and they want to take you there with them, and they're not going to stop. And it's, I got some juicy information. You won't believe this. We may just have to tell them, you know what? I think we should maybe talk about something else. That's hard to do. But, yeah, that's what we should do, not only for, for them but also for us. We need to think before we speak. We may need to tell someone, you know what? This isn't something that's appropriate. We need to talk about something else. What about this? Maybe we just need to compliment more instead of criticizing. We need to compliment our brothers and sisters in Christ more. We need to compliment our husbands and wives more instead of maybe criticizing uh, about them to other individuals. This is something that will help us to be sure that we avoid gossip. This is something that we can all do, compliment more instead of criticizing more. But not only that, what about going to the person and talk to them? You know, we have these passages, and it's almost like there are at times overlooked commandments in the Bible. We know some of the bigger commandments, right? But what about commandments like be thankful? We just kind of sometimes bypass that. Or go to that brother and talk to them. Sometimes we can just simply ignore that. Well, this is something that we're called to do. This is who we are. And so what we need to do, and this is going to require great courage, we're going to have to go and talk to our brother and sister in Christ. We're going to get way further, much further along than than gossiping about a, a brother or sister in Christ or talking to everybody else except that person. We need to go to that person and talk to them. And the more we do that, the better off we're going to be, not just for ourselves, but also for them and even the entire church. Not only that, but when you think about uh, overcoming gossip, we need to pray for the person. <laughs> One of the best things that we can do instead of gossiping about that individual is praying for that individual. We need to be fervent in our prayers. And the one we can always talk to is our Heavenly Father. We can pour out our hearts to Him. And this is what we need to make sure that we hold on to to help us to overcome the problem of gossip. Now, I'm saying all this, and let me be very clear, and I think we all understand this, but be sure that I'm clear. Gossip can be so damaging. It it will have like a ripple effect upon families, upon friends, upon churches. And that's why we need to avoid it. Gossip demonstrates a lack of spiritual maturity, and it will hinder others. 
Remember what Peter said in 1 Peter chapter 2? Look at 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse number 1. In 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse number 1, notice what Peter said here. Peter said, therefore, putting aside all malice and all deceit and hypocrisy and envy and all slander. Gossip demonstrates a lack of spiritual maturity on our part. And that's why we need to grow and overcome this wicked behavior. The verse I read back in Proverbs chapter 11 and verse number 13, remember gossip, it will create distrust. It will cause us, if not careful, to to lose or to destroy relationships. It will destroy friendships and it will destroy influence upon others. I think about Colossians chapter 4. I want you to read that with me. I've shared this quite a bit already in our evangelism class in Colossians chapter 4. And remember, our theme this quarter is on evangelism. You think about evangelism, if people in the world know that we're gossips and that we can't hold anything or that we're always trying to hurt someone or hurt their reputation or whatever the case may be, that's going to cause us to lose influence upon so many people. In Colossians chapter 4 and verse number 5, remember what Paul said here, conduct yourselves with wisdom toward outsiders, making the most of the opportunity. Let your speech always be with grace as though seasoned with salt so that you will know how you should respond to each person. Again, he's talking about our speech. And it's not just a a phrase where we can maybe get a Bible study set up or something like that, but making sure that our speech is, is proper among those in the world. This is what we need to make sure that we hold on to. And I will tell you this, my friend, Gossip will cause us to be, be opposed to Christ, will cause us to be at odds with our Savior, Jesus Christ, because gossip can cause one another to, to stumble. It can cause our brother or sister in Christ to stumble. In Matthew chapter 18 and verse 5 and 6, Matthew chapter 18 and verse 5 and 6, remember the words of Jesus here. Matthew chapter 18 and verse 5 and 6, Jesus said this, And whoever receives one such child in my name receives me. But whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to stumble, it would be better for him to have a heavy millstone hung around his neck and to be drowned in the depth of the sea. Google what a millstone looks like. I saw it firsthand, and these things are huge. But think about what Jesus is saying here. But whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to stumble, It would be better for him to have a heavy millstone hung around his neck and to be drowned in the depth of the sea. Our words are powerful, and we need to be careful with our words so that we will not hurt one another in our walk with Jesus Christ. You think about all of these things that we can do to avoid gossip. The biggest thing we always need to consider is making sure that we examine our hearts and making sure we're asking ourselves these questions. Why am I sharing this? What is my intent? What is my motive behind all of this? Why do we feel the need to gossip? Is it for attention? Is it because we may want to make ourselves feel uh, superior? These are things that we always need to think about. That story that I began with you or shared with you at the beginning of the lesson the preacher eventually found out about these two sisters who were spreading these rumors, and they had a total misunderstanding. And eventually they would have to have a conversation. And the gossip that had been spread had to be corrected, had to be corrected in front of all because it had a negative influence not only upon him, but certainly it would have had a negative influence upon the brothers and sisters in Christ. The sisters corrected their mistake, and maybe at times we will have to do the same thing. 
when it comes to gossip because it can have much more damaging effects than what we may even ever imagine, which is why we need to avoid it at all cost. You know, instead of spreading gossip, more than ever what we need to do is spread the gospel. Don't spread gossip, but spread the gospel and talk about Jesus even more and how people slandered him and yet he did not yet he did not respond the same way. Let's share the gospel. Let's speak words that are going to uplift and encourage and help one another. And let's avoid this behavior at all cost. Let's go to God in prayer. Father in heaven, we are thankful for the beautiful day you've given us. We are thankful for the gift of life. We are thankful for the forgiveness of sins. We pray this time, Lord, that you will help us to guard our tongues, to guard our hearts, and to be wise with all the things that we say. Help us, Heavenly Father, to say the right things and not to allow unwholesome words to come out of our lips, out of our mouth. Help us, Lord, to love one another. Help us, Lord, to love those in the world and help us to spread your word even more. We are thankful for your holy scriptures and we're thankful for second chances where we can continue to improve in our walk with you. We pray, Heavenly Father, that you will help us to shine our lights each and every day. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.